You know, people log off of social media because they tend to get bored. But then you find them often log back on five minutes later because guess what? They're bored. And social media is one of those constant revolving doors because people are always going to be looking at it. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about pros and cons to the different social media channels. And we're going to get down and dirty with hashtags. Megan, are you ready? Bring it on. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to What Makes You Click a podcast about successful marketing approaches and tips. Every episode provides our listeners with innovative marketing trends, ideas, and strategies that drive increased revenue opportunities. Our guest experts, influencers, and business owners share their unique perspective on what makes customers click. Sit back and tune in for money-making advice from our experienced and hilarious marketing experts. Now, as we kick off this episode, Megan and I were just laughing because we just placed an order at Starbucks because this office definitely runs on Starbucks. Mm -hmm. It's what we live and breathe every day. And, you know, in it, best describe the social media platforms before we kick off the do's and don'ts and pros and cons and everything. Let's talk about how you post content to these channels. So giving you an example, Facebook. Facebook tends to be a place that people say, I like coffee. Uh, how about uh, Twitter? What do, what do people usually do on Twitter? So for Twitter, people would probably, either with an image of their coffee or not, they would be like, I am drinking hashtag coffee or hashtag latte, whatever it is. And they might even tag the official Starbucks account to try to get noticed. Mm -hmm. Yep. And now uh, on, in, on LinkedIn, we tend to find the business professionals, they might say, I am good at drinking coffee. Mm -hmm. uh, YouTube, what would you do on YouTube? Um, watch me try different coffees from Starbucks <laughs> and tell, tell you which one's my favorite. Yep. Now, a lot of times, you know, we talk about Snapchat. Here's a picture or a video of me drinking coffee with mouse ears and whiskers because you can put filters over Snapchat. Mm -hmm. uh, what about Pinterest? Pinterest, you would find just a collection of pictures and recipes of coffee drinks. It'd be very aesthetically pleasing and just a lot of information thrown at you and you'd have to like pin it in separate boards. Like this is for coffee recipes. This is my coffee inspiration. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, Instagram, you know, people might be posting, here's a vintage picture of me drinking coffee. It's like old school. Instagram. It is now, old school. Now it's like, here's a video of me drinking, like lip synced to an audio. Uh, here's, it's like, you know, my, my sponsored uh, coffee post. <laughs> yeah, always using hashtags too. Yep. And uh, what's the other one we usually do? Oh, TikTok. What would yeah. you do on TikTok? I would, um, like, first I would show off the coffee, like, it, right in front of the camera, and then I would, like, back away and probably do a little dance. Yeah, dan you might be dancing with your coffee cup in your hand, showing everyone the next mm -hmm. new trending dance Be that you can do. Benefits of one iced coffee every day. <laughs> <laughs> make you hyper <laughs> anyway kicking off it's just an example of how you know you the use of coffee can be used in a social media strategy so what Megan and I are going to do now is really just talk about 
you know, the best platforms out there um, and, and not necessarily the best ones for you. Every business is going to be different. Yeah. And, and that's why a lot of times when we're creating strategies for people, we're identifying and analyzing really where they're at today and what their goals and objectives are try- are going to be. And that's how we identify which platforms are going to be best uh, suited for you. So let's just talk about Facebook, for example. This is kind of a list of pros and cons that exist between all of them. And like I said, important to involve Megan and myself if you have questions, just because, you know, that's really what we do day in and day out. So Facebook pros. Facebook is actually free. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's easy to create an account. You can create a business account. You can create a personal account. Um, make sure that you, if you are a business, you are creating a business account yeah. um, on all of these platforms if the option is there because it is a challenge to have to try to convert personal accounts to businesses at times. So, And sometimes you can't go back and undo what you've already done. So make sure you're creating the right account. Uh, Facebook pros, large user base. Um, mm. You know, there's tons of people out there on the social media channel. As we heard of the stats in the last episode, I mean, it, it's it's mm-hmm. magnificent, just and Millions. remarkable to see how many people are out there um, using these. And Facebook is very user friendly. I mean, I think it's really user friendly. Oh um, yeah. I mean, it, it. I can easily switch out text. I can easily, you know, upload pictures. I can have mm-hmm. conversations with people. It's it's very seamless. And that's probably why it's like out of all the social media platforms, we see Facebook becoming increasingly popular with um, people over the age of 40 and 50. It's like grandparents who want to um, keep in touch with their grandchildren. What do they do is they get on Facebook because it's easy enough for them to like, you know, type out something to say or add a photo. And I think that's probably why we see it ranked up higher as opposed to something that's a little bit more tricky to navigate like Instagram. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Um, It's so user friendly that even my 89 year old grandfather (laughs) is out there, but he follows us on a personal level because he wants to see pictures of, you know, what, what goes on in our daily lives. But yes, it is very user friendly. um, And it's easy to to create them. So let's talk a little bit about some of the cons. Um, Where I before I get into any cons with anything, I always try to look at areas of opportunity. I I never Mm -hmm. like to take it as a negative thing. You know, it, it weaknesses are just always opportunities in, in my book. But, you know, there are some downfalls to using some of these platforms. So, um, you know, one of them hard to engage with people if they don't actively follow your page. So that's yeah. one of the strategies we try to do a lot, Megan, right? Mm-hmm. Try to get people to follow, to like content um, and so forth. Yeah. The thing about Facebook is it's very good for these small and local businesses because, I assume you've already like, you know, created a Facebook account and maybe you created it in high school or college and you got like, you know, a lot of your friends to connect with you on there. And that's really going to come in handy when you create your business, because now you have all of these contacts who you can invite to like your page. And chances are they're probably going to go ahead and like it because they know you and they see what you're doing and they think it's really cool. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, you even mentioned in the last episode that it's important, um, almost necessary to monitor daily uh, and respond to messages, comments, um, really because we're trying to mitigate spam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You want all of your interactions to be genuine. You want them to be real people. And hopefully people who will at one point either um, buy from your brand or um, at least it's like, you know, promote it. I see that sometimes with my um, 
friends uh, who run their own businesses. It's like we we try to like you know um, try to showcase them on our own social media platforms to say, hey, look at what my friend's doing. Isn't this so cool? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I, I even knew a business the other day, and this is why we say monitor things and do not click on links unless you know them. Because I knew someone the other day that clicked on it, and all of a sudden their profile got hacked, and Ugh. they couldn't get out of it um, mm-hmm. immediately. So it just make sure that you're you're deleting spam as they come in, because you don't want someone to accidentally click on something and it ruins your business, um, especially if you've got multiple people. Oh yeah, you know, managing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Facebook has been one of those uh, platforms that we tend to almost have all of our businesses using um, uh, for the most part. I don't think there's one business that isn't today using no, Facebook. It's, it's a good starting point, mm-hmm. probably because it's kind of like the, I mean, I think MySpace is older, but then MySpace died. So Facebook kind of became the the foundation of social media, you could say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so let's jump into Instagram. So as we talked about in the mm-hmm. last episode, Instagram is owned by Facebook, which has now become meta. And there's so many changes that are constantly yeah. happening. And it's, but that's what we do. We, yeah. We're constantly researching to try to stay on top of what's going on. Um, so Megan, what do you think are some of the, the pros to having Instagram? Instagram's really nice because um, it gives you so much more stimulation in terms of photos and music. And um, they've also been, I think, adapting a little bit faster than Facebook. So um, they saw what was working for Snapchat, like, you know, the idea of the story. They pulled that um, and replicated it to have on their own page. They pulled the idea of filters. They... um, they saw what uh, when TikTok became big with videos, they're like, okay, we're in, we're introducing reels, so you can do this, but just do it on Instagram. So it's like they're very good at kind of keep it at being on the needle of mm-hmm. what's happening on other platforms. Yeah, and you know what's also great about Instagram and Facebook and just really a lot of these channels is that they are made for mobile devices. So it, oh, yeah. you you have that larger user base that you're able to tap into. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are able to do it from your mobile device. You don't have to be sitting behind a computer screen or an iPad or whatever it might be, a mm-hmm. uh, tablet device to, to try to, you know, manage all of that. Yeah. So if you're on the go, if you have an internet connection, you can uh, be responding to people from anywhere while you're traveling, while you're waiting at the doctor's office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and even a lot of times in strategies, you can set up, we've done a lot of this for clients on some of these channels is that if someone does send you a private message there might be an automated response that says, thank you for your message, we received it, and mm-hmm. someone will be in contact with you soon, instead of there just being no response on the, the other side when someone does submit a mm-hmm. message to you. And it's important to be aware of that because Facebook will, if you're set up as a business page, um, Facebook will tell people visiting your page, hey, they tend to respond like within a couple hours or maybe a couple days. So there's like... I mean, we often talk about the dangers of, like, so much information being out there, and it's, like, what um, all of these platforms will take note of. It's every little thing it's, like, could register as it's, like, something important. So it's good to stay on top of things, like, keeping up with messages. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially if you're a business that's trying to grow your Facebook or Instagram or any of these channels following and, Mm -hmm. you know, you're selling, uh, which we'll talk about Shoppable uh, in another episode. But if you're trying to sell products or just get people to visit your website even, it's good to make sure you're staying on top of messages. 
Um, so Instagram cons, there are a few. Um, mm-hmm. we, we run into them on occasion. In fact, Instagram tends to be a profile that not every one of our businesses is using because it doesn't fit their strategy. But Instagram, uh, really the con is uh, your, your targeted audience might not be on Instagram. Uh, mm-hmm. they, you might find them more on Facebook, which is great. Um, but not everyone on Instagram is interested in buying something. Yeah. You know, it's really used um, for consumers as a place to see pictures or connect with people um, mm-hmm. or to share, you know, 10 second snippets of uh, something that they're doing. Um, but it doesn't mean that you can't be utilizing Instagram as an opportunity to sell, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what other, um, you know, Instagram things can you think of? I mean, if, especially if you're someone who's trying to grow and then it's like, now there's this like, you know, there's, there's this whole other side to Instagram that's all about like, you know, video and audio trends and keeping up with those can be difficult because you could save it planning to film it like, you know, later in the week, but then something comes up and by the time you're able to get around with it, like, you know, that audio has already had its 15 minutes of fame. Uh, another downside with Instagram is because it's so much focused on the photo and the video is they have like parameters they can only the photos can only be in a certain ratio length to width so you might find it as you're creating images and you're trying to post them it's going to tell you actually this doesn't fit within the parameters and you need to crop it yeah I've run into that a lot yeah I mean I've found that too um, and one of the other things, although we talk, we we'll discuss more in detail. But we talked about the links that you can put into stories. But it, it's been very hard unless you were, you know, like a registered business mm-hmm. account that you know that you couldn't really have links um, easily back to your website. It's very hard to do that on Instagram. So if you're posting a story, you can put the website in there, but it's not mm-hmm. clickable. It was tough for smaller accounts because the swipe up feature was very desirable on stories, but I believe that you had to have over 10,000 followers in order to get that. So it really just makes it seem like it was invented for like people who are already killing the game and like, you know, just for them to like step up higher, not so much for the people who are growing. Absolutely. No, you're, you're hundred percent. So, I mean, you know, Instagram is great. It's, it's still a tool that, you know, we, we focus and have our clients using, but it may not be the tool that you're going to have and be able to connect with all of your audience um, out there. So let's jump into YouTube. I got to tell you, YouTube is probably the funniest platform to me because every time we talk to clients about filming videos and going on YouTube, they're like, oh, I don't want to be on video. And (laughs) and we're like, well, it's part of, you know, organic growth, especially search engine optimization. So with YouTube, some of the big pros that exist out there is you can create a free account. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, larger user base. Um, a lot of people are on there. They're looking at how to things people, businesses can offer tips and tricks to, you know, what people should be doing. But the more important thing is that you really should be making sure when you upload these videos that you are creating a title and creating a description. And in the description, you should be putting your website URL and tying people back there because that is very important still when you upload these videos. Um, Absolutely. And it kind of does make sense that Google owns YouTube. It's like people kind of use YouTube as a searchable video library. So if your content, if the title 
and the description, if it all is relevant to what you are producing in the video, then the people who are interested in that are going to find you, whether you're on page one or page four, it's like you're going to be there. Absolutely. Um, another big important thing that you know I like about YouTube is that there's no limit to uh, the length of your video. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, as we talked in the last episode that we just ran, um, you know, a gala, a virtual gala online, and that gala was featured on Facebook and on YouTube, and that was an hour long video that we yeah. put out there. And you know, it, it, there's no length to that. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, it, it, I like YouTube, um, because it's easy to share video content. You know, a lot of times video is really what sells people and educates people on what, you know, your product or service is, and, and, you know, it, it gains much more interest. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about some of the downfalls to using YouTube. What are, what do you think are, or what are some of the things that you've seen, Megan? Oh, uh. YouTube, it's like you could have an issue uploading the video, it could, it's like, you know, not be the right file size, um, could run into issues with that. Content moderation, sometimes people will find forever for whatever reason their um, video gets demonetized, which means uh, YouTube won't run ads on it and you get money from YouTube based on your ad revenue. So that can be an obstacle. Mm -hmm. And one of the other things um, that I often find is the ads. There's a lot of ads that play mm -hmm. before any of these um, videos are shown. So a lot of times people are waiting for ads or they get discouraged and they just might click off. So, I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's way for YouTube to make money. Uh, but at the same time, it's also a downfall mm -hmm. because people don't want to be yeah. necessarily waiting for an ad to, to finish mm -hmm. before they go and watch mm -hmm. some sort of video. It keeps the accounts free, but there is a cost. Yeah, there's always, really and that's what it is. That. There's mm -hmm. a cost to it, but it does, in in essence, keep everything free uh, mm -hmm. for the consumer. Um, all right, so let's jump into Twitter. So <laughs> Twitter is probably one of those platforms that we... Um, are, are mixed on we have half our clients probably on yeah and maybe the other half are really not even utilizing it today um i mean it's it's a great platform uh, yeah, for certainly. kind of small little sound bites that you want to to mention out there but mm -hmm. it's not something that um we use all that often but let's let's talk a little bit about um twitter pros what do you think are some of the the pros to to using twitter for Twitter, I find if you got if you if you're already on it and you have it's like you know a substantial following, then it's kind of easy for you to reinvent yourself on Twitter as it's like kind of um, a bit. You don't. I don't think we see on Twitter the difference between um, personal and business platforms, at least not on the smaller end. So, for example, if you are starting something on Etsy, it's very easy to, like, you know, make that announcement, change the layout, maybe change your handle, because even if you change your handle, all of your followers will still be there, and they'll um, be interested in what you are making on Etsy, for example, and then it's like if you wanted to make a separate account just for your Etsy, you can, you can promote it on your original account that still has all of the followers. Um, the tricky thing with Twitter is in the creation of a new account without any prior um, account beforehand because then when you start from scratch, because Twitter is so much unlike the others based on interactions, it's like, you know, retweeting, it's, it's like, you know, 
uh, commenting, it's liking. It's in order to really find people on Twitter, you have to talk to people, and it can be difficult to find the people who are interested in your product. I have used hashtags on Twitter. I mean, that's, I think, where they were originally created. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if those are really as... I don't think the algorithm is quite as attuned as what you might find on Facebook or Instagram. And I, I think that's because Twitter is so much about information sharing. And now, especially with kind of like, you know, what's happening in current events and pop culture, there is so much clutter on Twitter that it I, I've thought about even like you know writing a blog on is it's like how to how to market yourself on Twitter and is it even really worth it like, yeah I mean you have to do a cost-benefit analysis yeah absolutely and it all comes down to time really I mean going back to that whole algorithm thing there really is no algorithm on Twitter so a it's an opportunity for followers to see your tweets um, and you know easily communicate with businesses but is it really the the benefit to what you should be focusing on, especially when there's so many different channels out yeah. there? Um, but you know, some of the cons that we find with Twitter is that there is a limited character count, mm -hmm. so you have to kind of be strategic in what you write. Sometimes, yep. you mm -hmm. know, if we were going to write marketing, we might have might have to write like M T K G. Uh, yeah. Or cut out a hashtag. Yeah, cut out, cut out a sentence. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So we have to be careful. Um, it's really hard to guarantee if people are even going to read your tweets, uh, especially mm. the people you follow. Thousands of accounts, um, they yeah. can easily get distracted. And Twitter's not really optimized for photos. Either. You can post up to four, but, I mean, they're going to be presented in this, like, tiny little grid that you can you had to click to open each one. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we, we still love Twitter. Um, <laughs> it's one we still use for probably half our clients, but it's yeah. not all of them are using them. Mm -hmm. um, now let's kick off and talk about Pinterest. So this is another one that uh, is a, a mix, mixed mode of, of how we communicate. Some of our clients do have Pinterest. Mm -hmm. Some of them are, are more so actively managing it themselves. Yeah. And they're just utilizing our expertise and guidance for strategies. But, you know, Pinterest uh, is, is, is basically like another place for blogs or uh, organizing your content. So like mm -hmm. we were talking about that coffee example, you can mm -hmm. put different recipes on one board, you can put different images of coffee you like on another. And in fact, homeowners do this often, they use Pinterest to try to, to, to draw inspiration around different projects that they might be doing, um, whether mm -hmm. it's landscaping or building or whatever it might be, yeah. mm -hmm. new bathroom design. So Pinterest has a good visual graphic um, Absolutely. Boards yeah. and, and everything. I would say if your brand was kind of like, let's say it's like you're, you make your own, um, you make your own uh, spice collections, for example. So it's like, you know, you, um, spice blends, that's what I'm trying to say. So mm -hmm. if you have them all kind of labeled in jars, that might be something um, that you could put out on Pinterest. Because granted, it's like people who love to cook are probably going to be browsing there looking for new ideas. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And what also uh, is great about Pinterest is not only does it help to boost your search engine optimization, but mm -hmm. people follow what they want to see. Yeah. And it's a, it's a good way mm -hmm. to drive people back to your website. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there was a statistic out there once that said 83% of weekly uh, pinners is what they call them, <laughs> uh, buy something they see based on brands uh, from Pinterest. So a lot of times businesses might just be posting, you know, different images of their work. 
just so people can get not only inspiration, but link it back, a.k.a. that call to action mm-hmm. we keep hammering home about mm-hmm. and making sure that people are doing that. Um, what are some of the downfalls to Pinterest? Well, it is very time-consuming. I mean, to set up all of these accounts, these boards, make sure you have the content, it, it does become time-consuming. Uh, it could be if you wanted to do any type of automation, mm-hmm. uh, meaning that some certain actions are happening um, based on triggers that someone's taking, aka they're saving an image, now there's an automated email or message going out to them. It can be pricing. Um and then a lot of times people run into the potential for copyright infringement. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And that's another thing. So, um, again, we like we like Pinterest. It is a fun platform, but it's not for everybody. It really depends on your needs. Uh, so let's talk about LinkedIn, and then we'll, we'll end with uh, TikTok before we get into um, hashtags. Yeah. So LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a great tool for uh, businesses to connect. And just because you're not necessarily a B2B business, you might be a business to consumer B2C, it's still easy to connect and you uh, to, uh, you know with other businesses out there and people. So you should have uh, a business account on LinkedIn. It does help with SEO and you oh, know absolutely. nowadays, especially if, if anything helps with SEO, you want to be trying to do it. Um, and it really helps you to establish uh, credibility, especially if you're building out your personal brand. Mm-hmm. You know, I could be, you know, pro marketing, but, you know, it's I'm the owner behind it. So I, I, I create a personal brand for people to recognize. Um, and that's really what it's used for. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the things that uh, you think that could be some of the LinkedIn um, downfalls? I mean, I, I always get messages from people trying to get me to take this course or to consider this grad program mm-hmm. or do you want to try this bit? You want to try this thing that'll help you boost it. So there, when we talk about spam a lot and they do tend to find you a lot on LinkedIn. They do. And it is uh, time consuming um, to kind of use it for whatever reason. It's although it, the layout is kind of like Facebook, just in a suit and tie. It's um, <laughs> a good way to put it, actually. <laughs> I think that's how I described it in a blog once. Yeah, yeah, that's um, a good thing. Yeah, it's I. I think because people are so people don't tend to use it as like their leisure social media, so you'll get less activity on it, and mm-hmm. you just kind of have to take that um, as it comes. Um, and yeah, it is primarily for relationship building. So uh, a great use for it would be to find other, um, businesses in your area that you could like, you know, do sponsorship or partnerships with, uh, to find your local chamber of commerce. That would be good, but it's very difficult to kind of sell products on uh, LinkedIn because really what people are selling are just their work ethic. They're selling themselves as potential employees. That's, that's so true. And for that reason, they, they tend to say, keep LinkedIn for just business relationships and keep anything personal off of it. Yeah. Uh, make make your personal accounts on social media for that and, mm-hmm. and don't get personal on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So last one is TikTok. So TikTok is something that we've seen evolve drastically, oh, yeah. um, especially in the last two years, um, mm-hmm. I would say. And it's because it has such a large, tends to be younger, but not mm-hmm. always, yeah. but a large younger audience. Uh, and, you know, TikTok is a place easily uh, for influencers, companies, brands to collaborate with one another. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's easy to track if you're doing ads on TikTok, their performance. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they have this for you page, uh, which makes it easy for people to discover you and mm-hmm. your content. Um, and yeah. like you could be creative. Oh, you know, yeah. I've seen so many people do all these trendy dances or talk about, you know, different products that they even have or, you know, even you see how to different tutorials, makeup tutorials that you talk about. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good place. Um, and this is so interesting. This like this idea, the trend that I would say that TikTok elevates is it's like you there's probably it's like, you know, maybe you listen to an audio 10 times before you get sick of it. But in those 10 instances, you see every person's unique take. Mm -hmm. on whatever the idea behind the trend is so that can be really interesting yeah it is true it is true Mm -hmm. uh some of the cons it's video only uh it's a short time limit you Mm -hmm. don't have an hour like you could on youtube it's it's quick it is time consuming you have to learn how to you know film edit edit, Mm -hmm. and do all these different clips um some businesses that do ads it is a pricey ad cost to being on tiktok and, you know, the other thing that you just mentioned, the trends, yeah. they're always changing. One thing is is popular today. It'll be different tomorrow. So mm-hmm. it sometimes is hard for everyone to keep up with those trends. What I would say is um, if you're doing the social media for your company, unless you have, it's like a person, whether it's uh, someone full-time, whether it's an intern, unless you have someone else who you can kind of, who can help you with it, I would say just pick two platforms that you think would be the most useful to you and stick on those because trying to spread yourself so thin, you you won't reap the benefits that you could get as if you just prioritized maybe one or two platforms to get your message out. You know what, and that's so true. And that kind of segues into what I wanted to mention is that one of the biggest stressors for businesses, especially when they're coming to us not sure what to do, is they say, how do I post to all of these different platforms? And there are tools out there that allow you to organize Mm -hmm. content where you can link all of your social media accounts together and then you can create one post, pre-schedule it out to go on a certain day and time and then select which networks, you know, you want that post to go out to. It'll allow you to post pictures, post videos, uh, always linking right back to what the call to action should be so there are platforms out there that allow you to do that you just have to know how to organize things a little bit more yeah Mm -hmm. all right so you know megan i want to jump into and you're so good at this i want you to take the lead talk to us get get a little down and dirty with these hashtags what are these hashtags because everyone's like what are they and why Mm -hmm. are they even important yeah Like we said in uh, a previous episode, hashtags are really kind of a a conduit of each social media platform's algorithm. And in using them, you kind of trigger that algorithm to um, assign your content to this sort of channel. And it's a channel where if people are interested in, say, hashtag marketing, they would find you, although they'd find you amidst so many other people who are also posting about marketing. Um, And the the interesting thing is it's like, Um, something I learned in my hashtag research is um, loading them on doesn't necessarily seem to be effective, especially with Facebook. People find that it's like when they only use one or two instead of like six to ten, they actually get more engagement. And I wonder is if um, when you use more hashtags, it kind of bogs bogs it down. Mm -hmm. Whereas um, like it's like, you know, perhaps you just kind of get put on a lower like, you know, lower register as opposed to having one or two maybe that pushes you up higher on the list Mm -hmm. um 
Instagram actually though, I think they have a limit of like up to 15 or 20. So you'll see people like, you know, put on all of them and then they'll do like, you know, variations on an idea. Cause I think it's like people just kind of, it's like when they post, it's like some people might say marketing tips. Some people might say marketing strategy or marketing plan. So it's like keeping in mind all of these synonyms and then you can like, you know, see which one actually gets the most traction. And then you go with that moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think with hashtags, especially, you know, it is effective, like we talked about helping people to search for content, or just if they're interested in a topic, they might actually see mm-hmm. what you have to but not, you know, necessarily stuffing so many hashtags into a social media post, but doing and finding the right ones that are effective for your business. So I guess, you know, bottom line is do some research, figure out yeah. what's good. And you know, focus on like one particular topic or product or oh, yeah. service per post mm-hmm. and then use hashtags based on that. Don't just say we offer X, Y, and Z and this and mm-hmm. that. And all of a sudden now you could have 1400 different hashtags. Yeah. And that's, mm-hmm. that's not what you're going to want to do either. But, mm-hmm. you know, hashtags are very important, especially like we said organically growing businesses and trying to, you know, promote and get the word out there. Mm-hmm. And especially if you are a small or local business, you might, you might want to try hashtagging the city or the region that they're in because uh, then you might get traction from people who are close to you and might consider actually visiting you in person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, you know, Megan, you're always so great to be a part of these because, you know, you bring so much wisdom and knowledge uh, to, you know, not only Pearl, but to our businesses and especially when it comes to social media. Thank you. So in our next episode, we're going to kick off on really helping you all listening to build a social media strategy and identifying, you know, how do you even start doing that? Um, It's what we do for businesses day in and day out. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. it's something that you can do on your own as long as you have the knowledge and the capability to do it. Absolutely. All right. Well, Megan, we'll we'll, uh, sign off for now and we'll see you all in the next episode. Stay tuned. You have reached the end of another episode of What Makes You Click. Check us out at promarketing.com forward slash what makes you click. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter to receive our free resources and materials. See you in the next episode.